0: Super Bowl halftime shows Michael Jackson from the uh, L.A. Coliseum back in the early 90s. Really, it's we started to see the rise of big-time Super Bowl acts at halftime after that one. And if there have been some monster acts uh, over the years at Super Bowl this year. It'll be Usher. He is one of the top-selling artists of all time. Contributes a lot in the music world. And we'll see how many contribute to the Super Bowl halftime show. We do now know Alicia Keys uh, will be there at one point uh, during the halftime show uh, with Usher. But let's head to Vegas, uh, shall we? As we continue to preview Super Bowl 58. And she is the host of NFL on CTV and I'll tell you what, one of the more talented uh, people over at uh, TSN. Joining us from Vegas uh, right now is Kara Wagland from TSN and CTV. Uh, Kara, what, what's Vegas like as a host for the Super Bowl?
1: I mean, you almost get the feeling, Jamie, that Vegas was built to host the Super Bowl. Uh, it's crazy to think that this is the first time they've hosted the big game, but it's certainly will not be the last. I expect Vegas to be slid into the rotation of Super Bowl host cities. I mean, it's exactly what you would expect. Everything is done times 10. Uh, this is my third Super Bowl that I've been to now, and I can say the hype, the buzz, everything kind of leading up is about 10 times bigger than it has been in Arizona or LA in previous cities I have visited for Super Bowl. Uh, people are just starting to kind of file in over the last 24 hours, so it's getting Starting to get really busy, um, but it's wild. Like everything activations, everything signage is just bigger. There's all sorts of uh, statues and structures, and you know, light installations, and it's it's Vegas the oh, way you expect Vegas to do Super Bowl. So,
0: so the sphere, I've never seen it in person. Um, what is that thing like? That looks intimidating to me.
1: It's really cool. I I didn't get to go inside. Uh, A group of our crew went yesterday and did this immersive movie experience. I get a little motion sick with things like that. So I stayed out of the sphere, but from the outside, it's really, really cool. It's constantly changing whatever they put on the, on the outside of the ball. So we've seen SpongeBob. We've seen, they actually had Super Bowl rings at one point um, earlier in the week. So it's really cool. You're kind of always just have your eye on it. I find myself wherever I am in Vegas, you can almost always see at least a portion of it. And you're just constantly checking and looking to see what is on the sphere at that moment, because it's just constantly changing. It is really, really cool.
0: Kara, as, as the host of NFL uh, on CTV throughout the season, you watch these two teams develop. San Francisco from the get-go has been pretty darn good. Uh, not a lot of letdown. Kansas City, different story. Maybe one of the everybody was waiting and watching how are they going to do this year and they built to this moment but going into the game a lot more people are picking the Chiefs I think just based on experience alone what do you think of this matchup as you followed the story throughout the season
1: I mean it's wild the San Francisco 49ers they clearly believe they deserve to be here they thought they should have been in the Super Bowl last year and obviously barring some injuries in the NFC conference championship game they probably would have been in the Super Bowl. Um, so, this is kind of a missed opportunity makeup for them. And obviously, a lot is of pressure, I believe, is on Kyle Shanahan's shoulders just to kind of, for his legacy, for his resume. Like, he's never had the quarterback to get to this point and get over the hump and win the Super Bowl. So, as much as he's largely considered one of the best coaches in the league in history, if he can't get that Super Bowl, I mean, that's going to affect his legacy. Is Brock Purdy the guy to get him there? I don't know. Brock Purdy. I mean, he's had that game manager title attached to his back over the two seasons he's played. But I would argue in the playoffs, he's certainly shown that he can be more than just a game manager. Now, being so young and so inexperienced, you get into the Super Bowl. Yes, he has playoff experience now, but that's still not Super Bowl experience. So I'm interested to see what Brock Purdy going to be able to do on the absolute biggest stage, because he is going to be a very big piece for the San Francisco 49ers now as far as the Chiefs. It's easy to look at the 49ers on paper and say they have a far more talented, at least, offense. I would put the Chiefs defense ahead of the San Francisco 49ers defense at this point in the season. But the offense for the 49ers is just like the monsters at this point. For the Chiefs, they'll tell you throughout the season, you know, this is the best offense they've had. I don't think that anybody believes it, outside of Travis Kelsey, up until just the last couple of weeks, we didn't know who the second option for Patrick Mahomes was. Rasheed Rice is starting to emerge as that guy for Mahomes, but we've seen this offense stumble throughout the year. We've seen drops. We've seen drops from Travis Kelsey, which is uncharacteristic for him, so I don't know that we've seen this Kansas City Chiefs offense at its best yet. Patrick Mahomes has been incredibly patient. Throughout the season, I think he's taken a lot of stuff on the chin and kind of kept it in the locker room. We saw a little bit of frustration at the end of the game with the Bills on some of the officiating calls. I think that that was maybe frustration from throughout the season, maybe getting to a boiling point, and he kind of let a little bit of that out. I don't know how much of it was really on the officiating. Um, but I think that throughout the playoffs, we're starting to see a better version of this offense. It's been the Chiefs defense that has gotten them to this point, and they're very quick to to point that out, that it's been on the back of their defense. And it's a very young defense, no less. Um, But when it's Patrick Mahomes' under center, you just can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. And I have a funny feeling they play better from behind. They, They play well when they get out to a good start. The 49ers haven't always played better or played well from behind. So it'll be interesting to see who kind of comes out of the gate hot, who gets a lead, and then maybe they can protect that lead. So, I mean, we've seen... The Chiefs come back four years ago against the 49ers and and come from behind in the second half and and beat them and win and get the, the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's going to be an interesting one. I'm giving the edge to the Chiefs. I'm kind of surprised that the 49ers have been favored this entire time. I think the line's still at about minus two and a half in favor of the 49ers. And most of us, when we kind of talk, we go to dinner, we're chatting about that, are surprised that the Chiefs aren't favored. Um, so we'll see what happens. Vegas is smart; they seem to know more than we do most times.
0: Yeah, uh, the, it's an interesting uh, dichotomy going on as we talk to Kara Wagland from TSN CTV as uh, the host of the Super Bowl here in Canada, of course, on your television and having it having it covered in Las Vegas. It's this weird dynamic of okay, the, the Niners are the favorite. Everybody's picking the Chiefs. So if Brock Purdy wins. It's a Cinderella story, even though they're the favorite. It's just this weird dynamic on what could play out, and I'm comparing it a little bit with Brock Purdy. If he wins, it would almost be a Tom Brady-like moment, wouldn't it, when he won his first as that young guy with that legendary draft photo, you know, hugging Drew Bledsoe with wide eyes going, oh my God, I just won the Super Bowl, because back then we didn't know he was going to win six more, Kara,
1: No, and I'm very careful to make any kind of comps in that direction from Purdy to Tom Brady. But you're absolutely right. I mean, nothing was expected of Tom Brady. He was kind of thrust into the spotlight due to injury. And, I mean, that draft photo is still circulating around to this day. Um, Brock Purdy, he just seems steady. And I would say that is the one thing that I think he has in favor. He's obviously a great football mind. He's so smart. He goes through his progressions well. Um, But it's whether he can ad lib. And, and match up with Patrick Mahomes in that aspect for me. We've seen him using his legs a little bit more in the playoffs. It was very impressive. Uh, in a couple of the games when they came back against the Lions, you saw Brock Purdy scrambling a lot more and using his legs and kind of getting things done. When it got to the point in the game where he's like, okay, I just need to put this on my back and get it done. And he was a big reason why they ended up winning that game. Um, can he match up against what Patrick Mahomes can do? I mean, I think the first half is going to be a lot of Chess. We're going to see a chess game kind of playing out between Kyle Shanahan and Spags and the, uh, the Chiefs defense and the 49ers offense. But once they kind of get past that early chess game, then it's going to be a lot of quarterback play. And that's where we're going to have to see if Brock Purdy can finally kind of put the narrative of being the game manager to rest and get his team over the hump and finally get the Super Bowl. But I think if he can win the Super Bowl with the 49ers, it changes the narrative on Brock Purdy. I mean, I still don't know that the 49ers have decided he's their guy long-term, and they're not going to have him at a cheap rate for much longer. So this would be a massive narrative changer for me for Brock Purdy.
0: Kara Wagland uh, here on the green zone. It sounds like – are you siding with the Chiefs, though? Are you picking the Chiefs, Kara?
1: I think I'm picking the Chiefs. At the end of the day, like, I, they're just – they've had such a confidence and calm demeanor this entire week. You can tell that they believe they're going to win it, that – They almost have this knowledge of, yeah, we got some stuff dialed up that you guys haven't even seen yet. And Andy Reid is just so smart with that kind of stuff. Like, he just hustles throughout the entire season. I guarantee you there are plays that no one has seen, that he is ready to roll out for Super Bowl. They're just so smart on that side of the ball that I just don't know. I can't, I would give Andy Reid the edge over Shanahan, I think.
0: And finally, I just need to know about some of the controversy on social media last night. Joe Flacco or DeMar Hamlin for Comeback Player of the Year, it went to Joe. And the the Cleveland yes. Browns were winning everything last night.
1: They did, yes. The Cleveland Browns, I mean, they had a heck of a season. I mean, good on Kevin Stefanski, right? Um, I think it's funny because we talked about this. I mean, how do you beat DeMar Hamlin for Comeback Player of the Year? He literally died and came back. Um, that, that's tough to beat. And from what I was just reading, he had the first-place votes, but it was the second and third-place votes that actually – Handed the award to Joe Flacco. For me, I'm, I would have voted if I had a vote. No one's given me a vote. I'm not that important. Um, I would have gone with Joe Flacco. To me, it has to matter what your on field play is in the comeback. Joe Flacco came off the couch, was practicing throwing the ball to his dad, you know, on high school football fields, get back in the game, came back and then got the Browns, who essentially he was the fourth string quarterback into the playoffs. That to me is more of a comeback then, yes, with DeMar Hamlin, we will talk about what DeMar Hamlin went through for decades and hundreds of years, and it'll always be this moment, this where were you when moment that we all will remember where we were watching from. But we didn't really see much of DeMar Hamlin this year on the field. And so that matters to me. You, you have to have, there has to be some kind of on-field comeback or, or play to point to in order to get that award so i would have personally given it to joe flacco i think they got it right
0: Kara, very much appreciate you joining us from vegas um i'm sorry that you uh followed dave naylor into the wrong elevator and got lost Never on again. monday Kara's <laughs> getting Never her own again. directions <laughs> from here on out uh but Kara, uh, thank you very much enjoy the weekend in vegas
1: thank you so much for having me
0: uh, Dave Naylor joined us on uh, was it Wednesday and told the story of he and Kara getting lost in the confines of Allegiant Stadium because he was looking for food and someone said uh, take that elevator and he turned the wrong way and took the wrong elevator into Nowheresville um, and banged on doors until someone with a pass uh, was uh, finally able to free them and get them back to. A field level where they continued to work for TSN, CTV, uh, legends. Uh, thanks to Kara Wagland uh, here on the Green Zone. Chiefs or Niners? Who you got, Saskatchewan? Plus, what's your favorite Super Bowl halftime show ever? We'll play some of it back for you. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. This is the Green Zone on nine eighty CJME and six fifty CKOM. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez, Super Bowl 54. Of course, Shakira was also part of that halftime show. Some of your favorite halftime shows from Super Bowls past. This year it is Usher, of course, for the Super Bowl halftime show. As we continue here on the Green Zone, a reminder, the Green Zone Tic Tac 20 contest is running $1,700 $1700 is the jackpot we announced it earlier. Jason Greer has already texted us how excited he is that he could win $1700 if if anybody can score in the first 20 seconds of an NHL game on Saturday. First 20 seconds of the first period. Any of the 13 games someone scores in the first 20 seconds, Jason wins $1700. Uh, he's he's rumored to be quickly on the phone trying to pay off a goal just to like let one in early don't think it's going to work out for him but uh best of luck to jason if nobody scores in the first 20 seconds uh, the jackpot will rise to $1800 next week
2: come on y'all, come on,
0: y'all.
3: Don't it feel good? Only wanna see you See you Can I play this guitar?
0: I wanna play the whole song, I'll be honest This guitar solo, this moment in Super Bowl halftime history is legendary. Go watch it on YouTube. Watch the whole Prince Super Bowl halftime show. It was in Miami. It was raining. They almost, the documentary, there's like a mini documentary you can find on this. They almost canceled the halftime show out of fear for the safety because the stage was like, it's a little slick. It's pouring rain. And Prince was like, I got this. And it was epic. The whole the whole show ends with Purple Rain. There's a little bit of controversy in that halftime show, you might remember. Maybe you don't. There was the shadow with the guitar that was cast, which I will say looked a little phallic at one point, and there was like a whole bunch there was a little bit of a controversy. It wasn't wardrobe malfunction controversy, but it was People were like, I don't know if that was appropriate for television. I didn't care about that. It was an amazing uh, halftime show. The best ever, in my opinion, and according to the text line, a lot of your opinions as well. As we continue our uh, Super Bowl party, text in your favorite Super Bowl uh, halftime shows, let us hear it. But right now, it's time for another Sasky Spotlight as we put attention on a Saskatchewan athlete. And this week, Shane Clausing in Saskatoon talked about Sophie Shirley's moment now as a representative on the Canadian women's national team playing right here at home.
3: The road to the senior Canadian women's hockey team has been anything but straight for Sophie Shirley. The 24-year-old lived at home up until grade 11, playing contact hockey until grade 9 followed by two seasons with the Triple-A Saskatoon Stars. After two successful seasons with the Stars, she then moved away to continue with her hockey career.
4: So after grade 10, I was, uh, moved to Notre Dame, played for the Hounds there, and then uh, I was out to OHA for my grade, grade 12 year out in the Okanagan Hockey Academy. So um, Then after college, college after that. So haven't been back here for a while, but also really excited for it.
3: Her college career took her to Madison, Wisconsin, to play on the Badgers women's hockey team. There she would play five seasons and win three national championships. Her work and leadership led her to being selected 63rd overall by Boston of the PWHL this past September. Shirley has three points in seven games this year with Boston. While those numbers might not jump out at you. Team Canada head coach Troy Ryan says he's noticed her game stand out. Sophie's been someone that's been on our radar obviously for a number of years, played U18, played development, uh, had some time with the senior team. Uh, it's going to be huge for her. Like The PWHL has been huge for her. I think she's had a good start, uh, showed that she's got the ability to play in that physical game. So we're excited uh, that we're able to uh, name her to the roster. We're excited to see what she'll do. Shirley made her debut for Canada on Wednesday night in her hometown of Saskatoon. While she's played for Canada before, it was never on the senior stage. She says her first pinch me moment came when she landed.
4: You know, I can't count the amount of times I've been um, been in that airport just coming home for Christmas. Uh, but like I said before, I've never been able to play a game. So um, being able to arrive there and then kind of I got to see my family last night for dinner and um, kind of having that, that feeling of like, holy crap, this is this is happening and, and I'm playing in my hometown and my home arena, I guess you could say, so um, it's a pretty cool feeling for sure.
3: It was a special moment too for Emily Clark, who said it was a full circle moment seeing someone she grew up with play for Canada.
4: Soap's amazing. I feel like she created a lot of chances for us, and uh, off her chances we got a lot of momentum, so I'm really proud of her. It was really fun to do that alongside her. Um, kind of like a proud big sister moment, going to watch her grow up um, and be on this journey together, so a really special day for both of us.
3: Shirley mentioned Clark was someone she looked up to growing up. Shirley's been thrusted into a unique situation as one of the first women's hockey players in the North American system to have a chance to go from college straight to a stable pro league. She adds it's been a step up in competition compared to college.
4: I would say that there's a huge jump. I think just with the speed, the intensity, the physicality, everything is just a level up for sure. So. Um, like I said, it took me a couple of games to kind of adapt to the pace of the game and the physicality, but uh, I feel like I'm at a place right now where I'm kind of kind of getting used to it and, and being able to find my game.
3: Shirley Clark and Team Canada will play Game 6 of their rivalry series against the United States tonight at the Brand Center. A win will tie the series at 3 and make Sunday's game in St. Paul, Minnesota a winner-take-all Game 7. For the Green Zone, I'm Shane Clausing.
0: Shane Clausing with our Sasky Spotlight this week on Sophie Shirley. What a moment to finally make it to the National Seniors women's team and be able to play at home. Emily Clark, of course, as you heard in that piece as well, being able to play at home. The last time, and Emily's been on the senior team for a while now, the last time the senior team came through Saskatoon, Emily Clark was injured. So this is also Emily's letter on Wednesday was the first time being able to play at Sastel Center. Uh, with the senior team ever. Uh, so it was a first for her as well, though. She's been a gold medalist and all that stuff with the senior team, but now has a teammate alongside and someone she knows well from their Sasky roots uh, playing for the women's uh, senior national team. Tonight, Brant Center, 7 o'clock. It is the rivalry series. The series is 3-2 in favor of the Americans. Pack the barn at the Brant Center. It should be a dandy night. I'm heading over after the show. And uh, maybe see you there as uh, Canada takes on the United States at the Brant Center tonight. It is a busy sports weekend. You know it's the Super Bowl. We have the Kansas City Chiefs against the San Francisco 49ers. Who are you picking to win? Who's your pick for Super Bowl 58? Earlier on the show, a couple more people added their name to the list of San Francisco 49er picks because I will tell you, and I'll go through it. I'm, go, I'm just going to go through all the guests we've had on the Green Zone, okay? Carol Waglin, TSN CTV, picked the Chiefs. Barry Wilner, longtime Associated Press writer, covered 30 plus Super Bowls in his Hall of Fame career, also picked the Kansas City Chiefs. Dave Naylor joined us from Vegas from TSN. He's picking the Chiefs. Justin Dunk, our CFL and football analyst. He's picking the Chiefs. Belton Johnson is picking the Chiefs. We also had Danan Murphy on, the former receiver from... Well, he's a former Kansas City Chief, so... Yeah, he's, he's picking the Chiefs. And on and on. People picking the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Except for one. One expert joined us, but again... He was a former San Francisco 49er and Randy Cross, a uh, longtime CBS analyst, NFL analyst, Super Bowl champion with the Niners. He did pick the Niners. So I'm picking the Chiefs. Britain's picking the Chiefs. Drew's picking the Chiefs. Producer Scott is, I don't know, you picking the Chiefs too? Oh, you're going to go 49ers. You, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you want to be the smart guy if the 49ers win as the only member of the Green Zone panel. Uh, To pick the Niners. But the Niners are still the favorite. So we will see what happens on Sunday as the San Francisco 49ers are the favorite to win. I think the last time I looked at uh, Play Now was still a two-point edge. A few people have texted me today on the green zone, to be quite honest. Who's Chad picking for the Super Bowl? Chad's busy this week. Chad is being a proud dad. He's out in Ottawa. It's the U18 Curling Championships. Uh, no, it was a bit of a, a downer yesterday for you, Chad. Uh, with well, There's two Saskatchewan teams on the men's side, uh, and one of them fell. But the other Saskatchewan teams in the final, Chad? Yes, sir. Tomorrow,
2: 1130, Saskatchewan time. Curl uh, Canada website. I think you can stream it there. I don't know exactly how to get it, but... There'll be some kind of link on there if you want to watch it live. Uh, against Team Newfoundland. For so Team Dirksen against uh, Team Perry from Newfoundland.
0: I know it didn't work out for the boy, but congratu- hey, congratulations to your son for even being able to represent the province of Saskatchewan. Uh, and did well. They were, what, 4-2 and two in the round robin, making it uh, into the playoffs?
2: Yeah, and they lost in the in the. No, uh, no, well, not uh, first round of the playoffs and the an extra end the Team Quebec who just lost to uh, Newfoundland in the 70s, so we were like one rock away from being in the final four. So yeah, they played well. It's all, it's all good, you know, most of them all both Saskatchewan teams representing well, so we're good.
0: Saskatchewan youth curling. and some, some teams coming up and maybe we'll see them around in the future. Okay, Chad. People are wanting to know. Yep. Chad from Esther Hazy's Super Bowl pick. What do you got? Just totally shocking, Kansas City and
2: the money line don't even take the points. Um, and here's why I, everybody knows I'm a KC fan, but just look at the data. The Niners have not played a defense like Kansas. Like the Niners, everybody says has a good defense. Detroit moved the ball on them like no problem. The Green Bay Packers with a with a young 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 roster moved the ball on them. What did the like Kansas City rolled in there and spanked them last year? Same roster. And they didn't play one defense this year similar to Kansas City. It was Baltimore. How did that game go, there, Niners fans? Kansas City all day. Mahomes is a dog. He's going to go to uh, what? Twelve one and one now against as a dog. Ten ten and eleven and three or ten and three straight up as an underdog. So take the Niners. Mahomes is the Super Bowl MVP. Take the Chiefs. You
0: mean you said the Niners? Take the Chiefs. North, you're saying
2: Chiefs. Chiefs and Mahomes is the MVP and.
0: And uh, yeah, probably the under. See, I got I, I got Isaiah Pacheco. 21. I got I got Isaiah Pacheco as the uh, MVP of the Super Bowl 58. That's what I'm going with.
2: Well, I know I know who it won't be because if they lose, it'll be it will not be Brock Purdy. <sighs> but uh, when when your uh, your MVP candidate quarterback's like the eighth best player on your roster, I don't think he's going to be the MVP. If they win, it'll be because of CMC or Google. Actually, Debo's got a good matchup. because knee will be on IU, locking him down. So Debo will be the guy that breaks loose if the Niners of success.
0: All right, Chet. I am not surprised by that prediction. You were calling the Chiefs right from the start of the playoffs uh, to make the Super Bowl, and here they are uh, once again. Uh, that's why we listen to Chad from Hazy When he calls in wherever he is, being a proud dad out in Ottawa right now for the U18 curling championships, Uh, Chad, thanks for the call and enjoy the rest of your time in the nation's capital.
2: Thank you. Have a good weekend, everybody.
0: That is uh, Chad from Hazy here on uh, the Green Zone. He texted me from Ottawa this week. No, No kids sledding on the hills. They're listening to the rules, not to sled. It's ridiculous. The dumbest thing. Go tobogganing. Like, seriously. It's ridiculous. I got the Chiefs, too. I, I agree with Chad. I got the Chiefs. I I got the even. I'm going tie on Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. There's catches to Grammy nominations. It's six. I'm going tie. I'm going right there. Travis Kelsey will land on six receptions. Isaiah Pacheco for MVP. You will not see Zach Kolaros in the uh, private suite with Taylor Swift. That is also a prop bet at playnow.com. There's a lot of Taylor Swift themes. There's lucky number 13, Stufford. Lucky number is 13. And uh, the anthem, Reba McIntyre singing the national anthem. The prop bet there is like 87 and a half seconds. Last year, the it was over two minutes. It was Chris Stapleton. And it was like one of the highest ever because they knew Chris Stapleton likes to do a little... I call it vocal gymnastics. He's very talented. But Reba, I think that's too low. I think Reba's going to want to show off a little bit. Country stars are usually the under. And Chris Stapleton did hit the under last year, but it was over two minutes to sing it. Um, I'm going to go over on Reba McIntyre's anthem uh, for Super Bowl 58. Of course, you can find all the prop bets. Have your fun at playnow.com and of course as we always say you have to be 19 plus and please do use your game sense champs and chumps next on 980 cjme and 650 cko
4: you two are winners big winners i think you're shagadelic
3: baby you're switched on you smashing
0: you tried your best and you failed miserably the only thing i'm addicted to right now is winning
3: you're an idiot uh, you're a bad person
0: Uh, Chump me. I ran out of time for champs and chumps. Uh, Champ um, uh, today, and this is a little bit self-serving. I celebrated 15 years here here at Relco Radio. Uh, But the champ is to all of those who have made this a dream come true to be in broadcasting, to be covering the riders, to be covering the CFL, to be talking sports for a living in the media. It is an absolute dream every single day. I get to come on here and talk sports with you. And you are a big part of it. The listeners of Saskatchewan bringing me into your car, your home, your smart speaker now, which wasn't even a thing 15 years ago when I, I came on the radio. So thank you. Thank producer Scott Murray Wood, Dallas Dole, Christy Werner, Pam Leyland. And of course the man, I, I love working for a company where the owner writes you a letter with his own handwriting to thank you for 15 years and that is uh, Gordon Rawlinson. Uh, So all those who have helped me in my career, and especially the people at home, I'm away a lot of weekends during the football season and summers and stuff like that. Uh, Thanks to Rhonda, Edith, and Jasper.